Welcome to Take the Leap. You're tuned into the podcast attempting to escape the matrix and reconnect to our inner knowing on our path to self-actualization. If you're returning, it's good to have you back and we're glad to have you if it's your first time listening. I'm always excited to share this space with everyone. Um, You hear my voice, but who am I? I'm Shay and it's a privilege to be on this journey of transformation and discovery with everybody. Every Monday and Wednesday, we're meeting here to peel back new layers of the onion, despite our smiles, tears, and any false evidence appearing real, our fears. Um, If you've never joined our conversation before, you can catch up in the Facebook community where we continue these topics of conversation and we share personal thoughts or experiences as we feel comfortable. Just search Take the Leap, L-E-A-P, and answer the questions to join Please do understand that this is a safe space to be vulnerable and discuss real life experiences. So you must know that if I'm a champion of self-compassion and avoiding as much negative talk as possible, it will not stand a chance in this space amongst each other. So if that was a mouthful, no worries you'll catch it again at the end okay or you could just press rewind you should have that option um i don't want to i mean i do want to get into the topic um today and we're going to talk about the impact of self-love and what it has um on our personal success okay the things that we're trying to achieve and pursue in our lives Because new people may be listening for the first time, I do want to explain that spa days, solo dates, and dream vacations are great ways to love on yourself, but those things do not cultivate, okay, or build um, self-love. They don't don't cultivate those tools or skills that you're able to draw on when you're not participating in those activities. So self-love as a tool to build and fortify yourself involves understanding your strengths and weaknesses, um, having compassion for yourself, understanding the emotions that keep you connected to others and in what way, whether it's a healthy way or unhealthy way. And in its true sense, it isn't about being selfish at all because that is something that people um, first go to is, oh, somebody who's on a self-love journey is just all about themselves. They don't want to help other people. And it's exactly the opposite. It does not feed the ego, this self-love journey. And it does not focus on blocking everyone out. I know a lot of people talk about it, you know, cutting off or cutting cords. Um, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but that's not the focus of the self-love journey and cultivating those tools. It's about being compassionate and accepting your entire self. That means your flaws, uh, whatever darkness, if you want to use that word, uh, mistakes and failures. Yes, failures. Um, we, we use the word positive, but it's definitely creating a balanced experiences, experience because we're all human and making mistakes are a part of the human experiences. No one with, is without mistake or failure, right? That he who um, is without, what is it? Well, that's a bio verse. It says that he who is without sin or mistake or failure. In this case, though, the first stone. So all y'all better keep your stones in your pocket. Um, People are just really quick to equate the self-love journey with narcissism. Like I said, that loving yourself, being all about yourself, being self-centered. But um, 
narcissism is just about believing you to be right all the time despite anybody else's experiences despite those times you're, you're never wrong and as a result you're superior to other individuals right able to sit in in the god seat so to speak and judge so we're definitely not about the ist i talk about the inward it's not the ah uh or the er but the ist and so that narcissist uh, behavior, we're not cultivating that attitude. We're actually doing the exact opposite. It's not unusual to seek validation from others um, at all, but self-love, it minimizes that external element and builds the source of confidence within us. So loving yourself means extending the same compassion to yourself that you show for those you care about. I talked about empathy in a previous episode and using that concept to view yourself as the person receiving support versus the person that you are giving support. We tend to be harder on ourselves than we are with other individuals. And so if we were able to switch those personalities, so then you put yourself in like, I'm giving this advice to my sister, I'm giving this advice to my daughter, I'm giving this advice to my friend. Or if you really, really, really wanna go there, you could say, I'm giving this advice to a young person, a person younger than me, a person that I'm mentoring. So if you were mentoring yourself, like if, if, if it were not you, and you were mentoring an individual going through the same feelings, um, experiences, what might you say to that individual? And then ask yourself, why does that not apply to me? Am I able to apply this same advice, this same concept, um, this same talk to myself to build myself, um, you know, to cultivate that self-love? So I think that's really important to try that exercise. Self-love is important because it motivates much of our positive behavior while reducing harmful behavior, right? We're trying to, again, create that balance. It empowers us to take risks and say no to things that do not work for us. No has always been taught to be a bad word, right? You're not a kind person if you have to say no. And that's just not true. There are times when you will need to say no. And with that said, when we're looking at a lack of self-love, how does that manifest itself in our lives? Because I tend to think that everyone has a little love for themselves in their heart. So for me, the list is more about having low levels of self-love, right? And that's why I say reconnecting to ourselves, knowing thyself, building that up, rebuilding that up, cultivating it, right? So it's something that's already there. We're just giving attention to it to make it stronger, to make it more prominent in our lives. So again, I'm going to give you this list and it's just a sign that you may need to re-up. It doesn't, doesn't mean that you're doing well or you're not doing well. It doesn't mean that. Just these are areas to pay attention to in your life. So we may see a lack of self-love manifest as um, fear or fear of failure, um, tolerating toxic or abusive connections, um, neglecting care for our basic needs, again, having difficulty saying no, having a habit of comparing ourselves to others, especially in an unhealthy way where I could never do this or I could never do that, or they're always doing better than me, or they're always getting this opportunity. They're always having good things happen to them, okay? So that's that, that we can have that habit of comparing ourselves in unhealthy ways to others. Um, we may lack healthy uh, boundaries as well. 
It's not always about a lack of boundaries. Sometimes we have rigid boundaries where we don't let anyone in. We go into the space of isolation. So again, it's about that balance. We might engage in self-sabotaging behaviors, which could include anything from um, promiscuity or um, unhealthy substances. It could be saying yes too much, right? Having, again, lacking that balance. And we may constantly feel inadequate. I'm not enough. This can't be done. I'm not meant to do this. Um, I'm not worth this. I'm not worthy of having this opportunity. We can always feel inadequate. I don't have the skills. I didn't go to school. Um, I'm not very athletic. I, I don't do a lot of physical things. Just anything we, we can feel less than, okay? So if you checked off three or more on this list that I talked about, maybe it's time for you to sit with yourself and have a healthy conversation, okay? So that's a whole nother episode. But I didn't want to neglect the um, reviewing, or I didn't want to not review those things in this conversation just in case there were new people coming into the conversation had not heard any of the previous episodes because I definitely talk about it in each episode because it's important to check on ourselves and even if we think no one is checking in on us we can still be okay right it doesn't have to be that at every moment I need someone to surround me. And sometimes we may check our surroundings and start to understand that there's some deficits there or there's some some ways that we can make changes or want to make changes. So now that we've talked about that, how does self-love guide, how does self-love help us guide decisions that empower us to experience exceptional success in our real lives? Because success is not bad. Some of us have been raised to think that as well. And sometimes that can be the case, especially if you're coming from a religious background, that having success means that you're not a kind or a quote unquote good person. And it gets in the way of being a good person. I know one of the verses that is brought up a lot is um, money is the root of all evil, right? So success, because a lot of times people equate success with financial wealth or abundance. And so I want to use that example. But that scripture actually says the love of money. So the greed, this imbalance, right? The imbalance of the need and the love for this money is what, um, is a bad thing. Not having it, not acquiring it, not um, <laughs> reproducing it, not not investing it, none of those things. So let's talk about being open to the right opportunities. How does self-love help us in that way? So everyone's wider in a particular way. And that's what we call unique. That's us being unique. And to have meaningful success in life, it's important to understand and appreciate our unique qualities and focus on those opportunities that make the best use of those qualities. So understanding and acceptance of our strengths and limitations or weaknesses, we may have heard it called, help us make choices that shape our expertise. I remember working with... um, I, we would we would classify it as disabled, right? But then we would talk about the abilities. What am I able to do? 
right? It's not just about any of the limitations that I have, but how do these limitations make a unique environment for me and create unique opportunities for me? It should come to no surprise that we are very comfortable doing things that we like to do. Things that fire us up and keep us engaged, and it can keep us engaged for hours on end because we enjoy it. Um, Even the work, like being in social services, it's just the work that I enjoy. So for me, I can work what they call overtime and not feel like it's overtime because I actually enjoy the work. Um, It's easier to stay motivated when you enjoy something. It's easier to stay consistent when you are enjoying something and you like it. It's even easier to get through school disciplines. It's why I always tell my kids to, to do something that you like, because when you're learning more about it, it will be easier to apply it, you'll want to apply it to your life, and then you'll just grow that discipline. You'll become an expert in that thing. Now, it's important that you learn, okay, how can I use this thing, right? If we're talking about taking care of ourselves, um, making money or whatnot, like how are we able to do that by using this expertise that we have or or using this unique thing that can add to our jobs or our entrepreneurship or, you know, how does that fit in our lives? It's also going to keep us focused on the next goal. When we're competing one goal, we want to compete another goal and another goal. It may lead us to a different path, right? We'll start on something like, um, my middle kid is into photography and I remember her coming with that and us having a discussion about, you know, whether we're going to college or not going to college, especially after we have been on a college tour. And it was like, well, do we need to go to college for this? Uh, should we take on the debt for this or not? And um, once we got through that conversation and then uh, she started to learn more about photography, then real estate photography came up and um, she just started learning all these different opportunities that were available uh, for her to delve into. And then again, be able to become financially independent for herself. So, I mean, that's what that's what um, doing things that we like can do. We can start with one thing. And then as we follow these little stepping stones and pebbles, it can lead us into a path that we never really understood or visualized before. But we start to shape that vision as we move forward with each goal. Okay. So it's just easier to stay motivated. Self-love is our compassion and it's about having compassion to focus on the opportunities because is it what everyone else is doing? Is it what I'm supposed to do? But with self-love, We do it because the opportunity maximizes the use of our unique qualities, not just because it's that right thing to do or just because it's what we're supposed to do. Okay. Um, And sometimes that can come up with families as a parent. You know, you see the potential in your children and you want them to choose something that will be beneficial to them or choose something that will keep them in a lifestyle that they're accustomed to or that will catapult them into a different social experience. And so we're looking at certain things or maybe there's opportunities that we did not take advantage of. And so we want our children to have those opportunities. But how much more so would it be beneficial to them if we could help them um, really delve into what they're interested in and apply those same type of concepts and help them figure out, how do I make a life for myself with this thing, right? And then that ushers us into making decisions or choices, having choices. 
Self-love helps us make choices that keep us moving in our forward direction. We talked about those stepping stones leading us where maybe we don't have that clear picture. But as we continue to follow those stones and those nuggets, those pieces of bread, right, then that picture becomes more clear and we're like, okay, I like this, but I like this a little bit more. And so then maybe we veer off to this left a little bit and then we see another choice and we veer off, we veer off to the right this way, you know? So we started straight, but now we're completely going west or, you know, it's, it's about um, cultivating, picking up that expertise to further define exactly what's working for us and we do that by we're making those choices by the way that we feel how we feel empowered how we want to persevere so it empowers our perseverance and then we start to refuse to give up because we see the things that we're accomplishing and then we start to think if i can accomplish that then i can accomplish this as well even though it may be something that we don't have an expertise in we start to assess our skills and think well do i have the ability to complete this right it's kind of like employers they will hire individuals who have completed a bachelor's degree Maybe if they don't even have experience in the particular industry, but it's showing that they have the endurance to complete something, to start something and to finish it. Or it may demonstrate that they have the ability to be taught something new and accept concepts. And so therefore, it's the the type of personality, it's the uh, transferable skills, okay, that are being held on to there not necessarily their direct experience and it can be the same way with that self-love it it proves our ability or capacity to do something when it comes easy to us but when we're nudged outside of our comfort zone that's what feels like success because we're growing beyond our realized or our acknowledged potential um this is also where an example of when i say failure failure is a good thing Okay, Um, when we try to do something new, we're bound to make some mistakes and we're likely to come up short from time to time, no matter how well prepared we are. Okay, (laughs) here's where the self-love steps in, though, because it's about identifying ourselves not as solo individuals, but but as part of a tribe, as part of a whole. And even though we may think, okay, I'm the only person experiencing this or I'm always having to go through this. The human tribe makes mistakes and it's part of being human. More than us are going through these experiences where we fail or we make mistakes and we have to try again or we have to rethink something. I said this previously that failure is our first attempt um, or frequent attempts in learning, right? F-A-I-L, frequent attempts in learning. And when we learn from our mistakes, it teaches us patience and endurance. We start to become the kind of person who doesn't stop before reaching the goal because every mistake or every failure is only a learning opportunity. It's not the end. It's not the last resort, okay? It just says, okay, how can I go back to the drawing board and and figure out what went wrong there? Is there any way I could prevent that? Or how do we make that work? What needs tweaking here? Okay. With that said, we can then see how self-compassion is cultivated on the self-love journey. It helps us to accept an outlook that works best for our unique qualities and experience, which means others may not be accepting. Okay. We may not get that external validation, 
even if people surrounding us love us and support us, it doesn't mean that they're able to see the vision that we have because they don't have those unique qualities. They don't have the eyes. They're looking through their eyes. They're not looking through your eyes. So at the end of the day, we have to trust that I I believe the tools that I have. I believe in my abilities. I believe that I have the perseverance, the endurance. I believe that I am resilient enough to go through these ups and downs because life is just a series of ups and downs until I reach that goal and what I'm what I'm trying to achieve. And then knowing that it may not look exactly that success and achieving that goal may not look exactly like we had originally envisioned, right? So when I'm talking about following those pebbles and how things take a twist and a turn, how you may even um, learn, because I know for me with entrepreneurship, I definitely learned some things that I didn't even know I needed to learn, right? And it completely changed the face of how I was doing things um even my presentation with some things was like okay let me pull back from this a little bit because that's not really gonna work right but when I started I definitely knew I knew I knew I knew that this is gonna work but when I had to pull back it wasn't that I was thinking oh I failed it was like no 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 that's not really gonna work now I have to frame the situation in a way that that works moving forward and what do I think that looks like And then when I started, I'm able to meet people, able to um, invite new information, accept new information that helps me with that vision, if that makes any, any sense. So success is much dependent on avoiding bad decisions as it is on making good decisions as well. So good decisions require having some patience sometimes, sometimes waiting for the right moment, um, Sometimes it's about having the ability to better manage our feelings too when we're making um, decisions in a rush or when we're in a certain mood, especially if you notice you're in a down mood talking down to yourself. It's not the best time to make decisions. Um, The times we unintentionally do something stupid is usually because we're in a hurry, we're tired, we're distracted, or we're emotional for some reason. And when I say emotional, I don't mean, you know, you're experiencing emotion. What I mean is you're allowing emotion to lead. Um, A bad but good example of that is, you know, people are in love and they say it's a crime of passion that's when emotion has completely taken over and we do irrational things things that we would never do if we were in a rational state of mind so rather than having that balance between logical and emotional it's all emotion right and sometimes it could be all logic and it affects the relationships that we are cultivating so that balance needs to be there um It's like what we can call user errors or if you're thinking about sports strategy, when they do things to get the other team mad, they're doing it because it knocks the the team, those team members off of their square, right? They start to make little mistakes and they move away from the plan and start forgetting everything that they practiced that week or that month, everything that they practiced against the team. Because now all they can do is quote unquote see red. They have completely let emotion take over. So they're attempting to win the other team. That's their strategy is attempting to win by dividing their efforts, the efforts of the team. And the game of life is not any different, folks. It's not any different. And team members can be friends outside of the game. But they can also be um, opponents in the game. The two brothers, 
why can't I think of them right now? I don't know why I can't think of them right now. But the two brothers um, who were quarterbacks playing against each other, they're brothers. Of course they love each other. But when they're on the field, okay, when they're on that football field, <laughs> they're opponents, and each one is trying to win that game. And while it may not be competitive in life that way because your competition is truly yourself, that's what I mean by having that unhealthy comparison with others. Your competition is truly yourself. And that's what I'm saying though. And so is the game of life. There are going to be things that come along that test your patience, that knock you off your square, that push you out of your comfort zone, right? And it's up to you to choose the correct tools to be able to dig out of that hole or to move forward, to stay hanging on. Because it's not always just, oh, do-do-do-do-do, I'm walking along and things are going merrily. It's not always that. So even being there for other people requires you to be in a healthy emotional space. Like, why wouldn't it be required for your best work to manifest as well, right? So if you're not having such a good time, you're like, oh, I don't want to be around people or I'm not the best person to give you any advice about that. Same thing for yourself. You got to be in the healthiest emotional space that you can, okay, so that you can do your best and create your best moments. Um, Emotional resilience or the capacity to bounce back from your setbacks and getting back to life effectively, it really only comes in practice. Um, Have you ever heard get out of your head or get out of your feelings? When we let our head have a say, even when it's about our heart, it helps develop a more rational outlook and patience. It's about the balance, okay? Those invaluable life skills help build confidence. Your ability to balance emotion and logic helps navigate a lot of risks, the good kind, the ones that we want to take, right? Like we said, it's about avoiding bad decisions and making good decisions. So when we're willing to take risks, we do so because we have faith in ourselves, because we trust ourselves. We know that we'll be able to handle the outcome and the outcome is not always going to be good. So we're able to handle the outcome, whether we get what we want or we don't, okay? A big part of that is our self-trust, but it's also a belief that we're worth the investment. Sometimes we don't even believe that we're worth the investment. So imagine this scenario. Um, A loved one or a friend, they wanna try something new. If they shared their insecurities with you, would you tell them, oh, you're right, you're probably going to fail. You shouldn't try it. <laughs> now, I opened that up to conversation because there are people who will do that, right? But what do I always say? We speak from a point of reference in our own lives. So when I'm saying, oh, I don't know about that. I'm really saying, I don't see myself doing that. We're definitely not the same. So I don't know if I could see you doing that. But the truth of the matter is, I don't have your tools. I don't have your eyes, okay? So would you encourage them to take a chance anyway? Because you believe in all the reasons why it would work out? Of course you would. When we love somebody, when we love somebody else, we want to encourage them. Even if we think they're going the wrong way, 
what would we try to do? We'll try to insert little things to help them get on the right path, right? To steer them a little bit. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. But have you ever thought about this? Because we want it to work out for them. So why would we not be talking to ourselves in the same way? When we love ourselves, we're able to identify both our, our opportunities for growth and chances for us to shine. We're not thinking about, oh, let me not, don't do it. When we tell them, oh, go ahead, go hard or go home, honey. We want other people to shine. Don't you worry about those other people. But for us, we will shrink back. So risk taking isn't just about, you know, if it's going to work or not. It's not even going to be about if it's just fun. Risk taking is going to be about giving ourselves the best possible chance to succeed. So we're not going to get far in life just staying in our comfort zones. We're definitely going to get nudged out of those, but we want to trust ourselves to know that we can meet the challenge, that we have the tools to succeed. Um, the risks that we take and when we take them on, they definitely help add value or worth. So we're talking about our self-worth, our self-efficacy, okay? Um, and there are a few components that fold together for self-efficacy. This would be seeing other people succeed or visualizing the possibilities. So when you're able to congratulate others, you're also congratulating and opening yourself up to possibilities that you perhaps have not experienced yet. Um, having your own mastery of experiences. So being familiar with your strengths and limitations and using them in a way that builds confidence contributes to your self-efficacy. Uh, being affirmed by others, right? And not necessarily fishing for compliments, although that could be talked about in another episode as well, whether that's good or bad. Um, there's some differences of, of opinion on that. But being affirmed by others is just about accepting compliments and acknowledgement. So when someone sees your expertise and they, they put value on that, it's okay to accept that compliment, to have that acknowledged, okay? It's when you're putting others down that that becomes a problem. And the last thing is feeling good about ourselves and our capabilities. So celebrating our wins and being able to pat ourselves on the back as well, even when nobody else is. So when our self-love is high, we'll better be able to take on new things. We develop trust um, in our own capabilities. Plus, we develop a desire to be our personal best. And those are the things that are the key building blocks of self-efficacy, okay? Um, and in turn, this self-trust and our faith in our abilities, it helps us achieve our goals, challenge ourselves, live our best lives, right? When we're talking about our quality of life and when we're focused on increasing our quality of life or maintaining that quality of life that, that we enjoy, we're quick to set boundaries because we want this balanced feeling to continue. Um, are you saying no to yourself because you're saying yes to others? I think that's a healthy question to ask as well. Uh, there's a saying that a dishonest or a soft yes to something or someone you don't really want to do is <laughs> an honest or hard no to yourself. I said something or someone you want to do. I truly didn't even mean it like that, but you know what I'm saying. You know, are you saying yes to someone or saying yes to something that you don't really want to do? Are you are you 
um, committing to a relationship that you don't really want to be a part of, well, then that's really giving yourself a hard no. That's really holding yourself back, right? Um, sometimes we look at it as sacrifice. We're making a sacrifice. All you're doing is throwing yourself on the block of coals and you're the one getting burned up. You're not doing yourself or the other person or the task that you're involved in or the project that you're involved in any justice at all. So we think that saying yes to everything and always being willing to help, that it's a virtue. However, okay, one of the key parts to self-love is knowing what to give your energy to. Just like you invest your money, just like you invest your time, you want to be wisely investing your energy. And that means knowing what doesn't serve you. Even if you started something, things do change. Sometimes things don't resonate the same. Maybe those things took a turn and and you're not turning with it. You have to be able to be honest and say that. I've been in a couple of shitty, bad situations where I just, I didn't feel good. I didn't want to leave, right? But at the same time, who I was and, and... my values in life did not resonate with either the individual or the project that I was a part of. And so I wasn't doing that person or the project any justice. And so that's important for us to address that as soon as we know. Okay. I'm talking your ear off, but let's go ahead and just kind of, um, review how self-love, um, works in our personal successes. So when we when we have a healthy balance and we're in a good practice of self-love, not just going on vacations and spas, but cultivating those tools that come from self-love, it helps us to stay focused on the right opportunities. It helps us to be decisive and make choices that keep us moving forward. Um, it helps us travel a path that works best for our uniqueness, our set of tools. It prepares us for taking risks, right? Things that may work and things that may not work, we can still accept the outcome. Uh, it also helps us cultivate our self-efficacy or our, self, our self-worth, being able to assess that and trust that, put that in our own hands rather than um, solely relying on uh, external validation. And it helps us to set and maintain healthy boundaries, being able to say no, not just to other people, but to ourselves and knowing when we should say no. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and take it over to the Facebook community. I would like you to go ahead and take it over to the Facebook community by joining the private group. Take the leap, L-E-A-P. You must agree to cultivate a healthy amateur environment. Okay, that supports truth and discovery. Once you're accepted into the group, you cannot be seen as a member of the group and your post cannot be seen out um, by anyone outside of the group. So you can also feel free to reach out to me on Messenger. Um, I'm Shay Tostin. It's S-H-E-A-T-O-S-T-O-N on Facebook. And you can ask me any questions or shoot any ideas for topics of discussion. I'm always open to that. I love it. Um, I'd also love to hear about how self-love plays a role in your personal success. And I don't want to deprive others of benefiting and being motivated by your experiences. So please be sure to share them in the private group. And if you're not a member, then you got to join to do that. Okay. Thank you for taking the leap with me today. I hope you join us next time for another stepping stone to reconnect with self and access the knowledge we were born with to navigate this journey of self-actualization. Y'all come back now. You hear? 
See you at the crossroads, same time, same station.